All right, welcome back to episode number 25, Half of 50, N10 Puck Talk Podcast. Joseph Caruso and Andrew Flager here, back again for episode 25. As just mentioned, this episode is being recorded on July 29th. This is Monday, July 29th. Uh, boys, what did you guys do this weekend? I played in a volleyball tournament on Saturday at my trailer uh, and got drunk, and that's about it. Yep, pretty normal. Typical weekend. weekend. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was typical. <laughs> it was a typical weekend, man. Holy shit. Uh, for me, what did you just, do, Joe? I did nothing, man. <laughs> Finishing up the school year. Only got a few weeks left. Got three finals left to do. I have zero I have motivation off. right now. Same. School, dude. It sucks being in school in the summer. Yeah, three forty-five percent exams. I'm not down for it. No. I just want to go to the cottage and just drink all damn day and do nothing. <laughs> do nothing. Yeah. Well, we're not supporting drinking on the pod, but if we, well, it's an, it's nice to have a drink once in a while. But, okay, I'm legal in Canada. Yes. We're all legal in Canada. That's true. Actually, we're not legal in the states. Joe, you almost are though, aren't soon, you? Soon, very soon. Yeah. Couple months. All right. Um. Yeah, I guess we'll get into the hockey news now. So the first one of the day, we thought, well, at least I thought it was going to be a signing uh, from an RFA in Tampa Bay, Brayton Point, but it was not. It's an RFA next year for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Andre Vasilevsky, their goalie for the future, signs an eight-year contract extension with the Lightning, obviously worth 9.5 per year. Uh, This makes Andre Vasilevsky the third highest paid goalie in the league currently. And the 25-year-old, I mentioned before, he was a... RFA next year and he matches his contract with Nikita Kucherov for highest paid on the Lightning so they both are making 9.5 million per uh boys what do you guys before I go into his stats and we go into his stats what do you guys think of this deal uh I think it's smart on the Lightning to sign him now before he has another Vesna nominee type season because I think if he has another outstanding season like he just did then he easily could have signed for the highest he could have became the highest paid goal in the league probably next year uh if he had another season like he did but i think 9.5 is like reasonable for him he's a great goalie um he should i think he should be the best or the highest paid goalie in the league personally um i know we talked about this right before we started recording joe you mentioned that price is the highest paid goalie at 10.5 mil um but then again there's no state tax in florida uh so i guess 9.5 mil it is that's what he settled for. So, yeah, I really like this signing. He is like I get. I would consider him like one of the best goalies in the league, if not the best at times. He's extremely athletic. Um, can steal games. He's big in goal. Mm-hmm. I think he's like six five or something like that. He's very versatile. Like he can cover uh, down low and up high for such a big goalie. He is only 25, and he's already like established himself as one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah. And also, one thing to note here, that no one on Tampa Bay is making double-digit AAVs. It's pretty crazy. And they have like the best team in the league. <laughs> yeah, they have the best, probably the best players at each position in yeah. the NHL when good. Exactly. Arguably, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. That's like honestly insane. But like again, this might have to do with the like the Florida income tax that there is none. So like say if these guys are in a different market, maybe they would be asking for more. But since it's the Lightning, no one's making more than 9.5. This is a good deal for the Lightning. Yeah, so I'll read the stats quickly. He went 39-10-4 this season. He led the league in wins, tied for sixth in save percentage with 9.25, and ranked ninth in goals against average 2.40, and tied in the league 
fourth place in shutouts with six shutouts. So Andre Vashkovsky banking in in Tampa. Another RFA signing. Uh, Joe or Flager, you could take this one. Sam Bennett signed a two-year contract with the Calgary Flames, and he avoids arbitration worth $2.55 million. He had 27 points this season, 13 goals and 14 assists in 71 games with the Flames, and he had five points, one goal, and four assists in five Stanley Cup playoff games. All right, next year we got uh, Vegas-born Derek Englund, who re-ups with the Golden Knights, one year worth $1.5 million. England had 12 points, 2 goals, 10 assists, and 74 games with the Vegas last season, as well as 1 assist and 7 Stanley Cup playoff games. Yeah, so England's obviously not known for his point production, but this signing happened because of Garrett Sparks being dealt to the Vegas Golden Knights abruptly. Uh, for David Clarkman, one of the great, Leafs legend, David Clarkson, comes back to the Leafs in that trade, so that's why the England signing happened. I'm just going to mention that quickly. Yeah. I guess I'll go. Uh, yeah. Andrew Kopp awarded two years, $4.56 million contract with the Jets by arbitration. Uh, his meeting, I think, was, I don't know, Wednesday or Thursday last week. And, yeah, he was awarded $4.56. Uh, it's an annual average value of $2.28 million over the next two years. Kopp had 11 goals, 25 points, and 69 games with the Jets this last season. And he had five assists in six Stanley Cup playoff games. Colton Sisson signed a seven-year contract with the Predators, or 2.8 per. He had 30 points, 15 goals, and 15 assists in 75 games with the Predators last season, and no points in six Stanley Cup playoff games. Uh, Thomas, I know you kind of follow Nashville. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> well, um, I don't know how you can give a guy a seven-year deal when he uh, his career high was 30 points, um, 15 goals, 15 assists last year. Uh, that's pretty interesting on the Nashville Predators to sign him for seven years. The money's pretty good. 2.8 is a pretty good deal for Colton Sissons. He brings a lot to the table. But when his first... He's playing fourth highest, line, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, he's he's very versatile in the sense he could play anywhere in the lineup and fit kind of nicely. But, like, seven years is a lot of term to give this guy with, again, a career high of 30 points. But 2.8 is pretty good. Uh, term's not too good. That was a head-scratcher for a lot of NHL fans and a lot of Nashville fans, but uh, we'll see for the future in Colton Sissons. At least it's a better deal than Brandon Tanev. Oh, my Pittsburgh. God, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a terrible <laughs> deal. Yeah. This is still not great, but it's better than that one at least. Yeah, for sure. And then here we got Rodriguez going, uh, getting an, uh, awarded a one-year deal, $2 million worth by an arbitrator for the Buffalo Sabres. Rodriguez had NHL career highs and goals with 9 assists, 20 for 29 points, and he played in 74 games for the Sabres last season. Oh, shit. Okay, what? well, as we rounded up the breaking... No, the signings, actually. We have breaking news here. Uh, the Devils have just acquired left-winger Nikita Gusev from the Golden Knights in exchange for New Jersey's third-round pick in 2020 and the club's second-round pick in the 2021 draft. Boys, I know this just happened, but what are your thoughts? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say. I wasn't prepared yeah. for this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't. Know. Honestly, New Jersey's making moves. That's all I could say. Yeah, money moves, man. Ray Shiro is making money moves in New Jersey. They're gonna be a playoff team next year, I think. Yeah. After this, like for sure, he's in his prime. He just came off the best season of his career in the KHL. Seventeen yeah. goals, sixty-five assists for eighty-two points in sixty-two <laughs> games in the KHL. 27 uh he's instantly in their top six could be playing with hughes who knows um this is a great sign i mean great 
great trade for New Jersey. And they also, didn't they just sign him as well? Yeah, they also signed him two years, nine million, not per, but nine million over those two years. Nice. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. What a great signing or trade for them. The New Jersey Devils are having a great offseason. Ray Shiro has put together a pretty damn good team. P.K. Subban, Wayne Simmons drafted uh, Jack Hughes. And now has acquired Nikita Gusev. Um, he's very versatile. He he he's not as good as Panarin, but he is playing like he plays like a Panarin, a yeah, good playmaker, he's sniper. A, he is a winger, right? Yeah. yeah. So, wow. Okay, that's uh, it's pretty wow. exciting news for the Devils. Yeah. I know, I know one of our friends, Flaggers, are is going to be very excited for next yeah. year. Yep, you're right about that one. Mm-hmm. But in a few years, the Devils are going to have to sign a lot of contracts. So and they. They just lost two pretty valuable picks. Mm-hmm. So. But New Jersey Devils, as you said, Flager, I think they they have a good enough team now to make the playoffs. Yeah, so, I, would think, I so. think so. Yeah, they're they won't, I don't think they're going to do damage in the playoffs at all, but they'll probably squeak in. Yeah, Hall's a free agent after the end of the year. Their goaltending is still a question. We will see in Game One of the NHL season. Now okay. it's time yeah. for the fun part, boys. Yeah, we are going to talk about. The best free agent signing since 2010. Yeah, this is Joe's idea. So, Joe, you could, I don't know, kind of Lead it explain on. it briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can explain it. Yeah, so what we did is we looked at the past decade of free agency, so from 2009 to 2019, and we kind of picked players who provided the most value to their team based on like either the contract and like the value that they gave in terms of production, and more importantly, team success. So we thought that we picked Three players each, so 15 players total. All of us have different players. Um, so we basically just pick them. We're going to explain them a little bit and say why these are good signings, basically. So the first one that I chose, this is not in order for me anyways, but I chose Mike Smith signing a two-year, $4 million deal with the Phoenix Coyotes. They're now known as Arizona. This is known when they were known as Phoenix mm-hmm. back in 2011. So two years, $4 million for $2 million AAV. So before this season, he was the backup to Dwayne Rolison for the Tampa Bay Lightning during the 2010-11 season. So in his first season with Phoenix, uh, he had an outstanding record of 38, 18, and 10, played 66 games, which is a career high for him, with a 9.30 save percentage and a 2.21 goals against average, which is honestly really impressive. And then he ended up leading the Phoenix Coyotes to the Western Conference Final that year in 2012, against the LA Kings, but unfortunately they lost to the Kings in five games, but it was still a great successful season for Smith. Next season, however, he was injury riddled and he had tons of injuries that year. Wasn't the same uh, as the year before. He had a record of 15, 12 and five in 34 games with a 9-10 save percentage and a 2.58 goals against average. Yeah, reaching the Western Conference Finals, yeah, that was, was probably the peak of his career. Yeah, exactly. That's why, like, for two million bucks as a starter, like, you can't go wrong. He kind of carried them into that. Uh, yeah, he did. He was outstanding. Con- yeah, he had like a one point nine nine goals against average in the playoffs. I guess I'll take it away now. Um, sure. I think this player was the best free agent um, on all of our lists. John Tavares signed with the Toronto Toronto Maple Leafs in 2018. That's my top signing. Mm-hmm. Um, he signed a seven-year deal worth $77 million with his hometown team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, last summer on July 1st, 2018. 
John Tavares grew up watching the Toronto Maple Leafs as he was from Mississauga, which is where uh, all three of us are from, actually. Thanks yep. for giving our, um, our shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for giving where we live. Now I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs were his childhood dream team, and it was always his dream to play for them one day. Uh, it was reportedly rumored that he had turned down an offer from the San Jose Sharks who offered him $91 million over seven years to sign with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. That deal, which San Jose offered him, would have made him the highest paid player in the league Total. at that point in time. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it would still be the highest paid, but uh, he'd definitely be up there. Uh, this signing definitely made the Leafs offense one of the best in the league. He joined forwards such as Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, and the list kind of goes on. Uh, John Tavares this past season over averaged over a point per game and went on to put on a career in a high in goals with 47 points, 88, and my favorite statistic, plus minus, plus 19. <laughs> and he also put up five points in seven games in the playoffs this year. Uh, and no doubt about it, Tavares is going to be a huge part of the Leafs' future moving forward. And hopefully it's going to be bright for them. I know I'm hoping for some Leaf success, playoff success in the future. We haven't really seen too much playoff success recently, so mm-hmm. that would be very nice if they could do some damage. Yeah, I just want to quickly mention from that signing, like that would have been a weird situation for San Jose when um, the next season they had to sign Pavelski. Obviously, Pavelski left, and then Thornton was there. Their center depth could have been pretty good going to the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. Like It would have been, I mean, 13 mil John Tavares, maybe that's not worth it, but when you have John Tavares on your team and probably the number one center, on the San Jose Sharks, if you played last season with them, that would have been pretty damn good for the Sharks. Maybe they could have made the finals. Yeah, yeah. but long term though, that deal would have hurt like, them. Yeah, a that's lot. what I mean. Yeah. So, so it's probably beneficial. If didn't decide to sign there. Yeah, it's probably better off that the San Jose Sharks didn't get Tavares, but yeah, yeah I'm excited that the, the Leafs got to, him. Oh, sorry, Thomas. Go. Oh no, I was just gonna say like they if they would like were designed to Vares, like that Carlson trade would have never happened. Yeah, and, obviously, yeah, yeah I was and say, they yeah. would have that's true, obviously actually. not resigned him and stuff like that. So like it's like a domino effect, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. But yeah, he is the biggest free agent signing ever, and like him coming to Toronto was like an absolute frenzy when he signed. Yeah, people were All like going crazy, crazy and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, cut predictions, but yeah. and then there was that moment when he went back to New York. And yeah, they just and the Leafs they played like him shit. like shit. And the Leafs and played like shit and they got destroyed and it was a horrible That situation. was when I got into heat on Twitter with that <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I basically called him out and I was like, listen, John Tavares played in a shithole franchise with a bunch of shithole fans like you guys <laughs> for how many years? Like, what, just years, less than a decade. Yeah. yeah, just less than a decade. And the Islanders are not a hockey like, I mean, Long Island, I should say, is not, like, the best hockey city to be playing in. Uh, it just goes to show that the way that those fans treated him just reflects on like, <laughs> how they are, I guess. Yeah, yeah. we'll see what the Islanders would do the next season. But, yeah, we're happy John Tavares and Maple Leafs, and that's Andrew's first player of the free agent list. I'll go to my, my list. It's not an order of one to three. It's just I'm just going to name off. Uh, this pl- first player I named, and it's Alexander Radulov. So I don't know if you guys remember, but Radulov was in Russia, and he wanted to come back to the NHL and was there for a free agent. And the Montreal Canadiens, Joseph te- Joseph's mm-hmm. team, 
uh, actually got the attention they deserve and they signed Radulov on July 1st in 2016 uh, for 5.75 for one year. Um, when I saw that on my screen, I was like, they're going to give him that much for one season. Yeah, it's one year. It's probably a prove it year coming back to the league since, I don't know, when 2012, yeah. 2011. And I was really like shocked. I was like, okay, wow, Montreal, like I, Montreal's, you know, not rebuilding, but they're a young team. Maybe they're not going to have some playoff success, but they did. They went to the playoffs in the first round, obviously a loss to the New York Rangers in that one. But Radulov played a key role uh, for the Montreal Canadiens all season. He had 54 points in 76 games. That kind of resurrected his NHL career in a sense, because the next year, and this is also a signing I'm including, he went to the Dallas Stars on July 1st in uh, 2017 now. Uh, he signed a five-year deal worth 6.25. He got the contract, and he was now he's playing with Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn, and he is lights out for them. Uh, he put up back-to-back 72-point seasons for the Dallas Stars. They only made the playoffs once, and that was last year, and Alexander Radulov had a great playoff run uh, for the Dallas Stars. He had 10 points in 13 games, 5 goals, 5 assists. And there's kind of a weird stat about Alexander Radulov in his regular seasons. Uh, the last two seasons for the Stars, he's had 7 power play goals and 23 power play points. So the exact same in two years. So that's that's pretty cool for Alexander Radulov. And I consider this one of a, a great signing because Radulov basically was a no-name uh, player coming back to the NHL. And no one expected him to be this good. And he's put up back-to-back 72-point seasons for the Dallas Stars. And he's a key factor for the Dallas Stars. Uh, he's getting up in their age. He's 33 years old, but he can still play in the National Hockey League. With that being said, the fact that he put up 72-point seasons back-to-back, he only played 70 games this past season. Exactly. And the following season, when he put up 72 points, he put up 82. So mm-hmm. he's only improving. Yeah. Something, else, something else that's weird, I'm just looking at his stats right now. And... 2017-2018 season, he put up 72 points, and he had 72 penalty minutes, so that's kind of... Yeah, cool. yeah I know, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> 72 magic number for this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really liked Radulov when he was with Montreal. I Like like Thomas, I was kind of surprised that they signed him. Like, one year, almost $6 million for a guy who hasn't been in the league in, like, four or five years. Mm-hmm. That was a bit surprising, but I loved when he played. He always had that energy. Yeah. He was pumped when other players scored. He still does that with the Stars. Yeah, yeah. He gets pumped when his teammates score. Uh, he works hard. He's very skilled with the puck. He can protect the puck really well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this this deal is very good for the Stars. He only he still has three years left, and he's proving like this is a good deal for them as he's found instant chemistry with Ben and Sagan. And yep. Dallas really needed secondary scoring beyond those two. Even though they do all play on the same line, it's still adding additional scoring, especially like for the power play and stuff like that. Yep, agree. All right, so my second signing is another goaltender <laughs> that was signed last offseason. So Robin Leonard signed with the New York Islanders for one year, $1.5 million. So this was a prove-it deal for Leonard. He was struggling immensely with the Sabres, especially after the 2017-18 season where he admitted to having mental health issues uh, like alcoholism and mm-hmm. even thought about uh, suicide at one point, which was extremely scary for himself his family and for people around him so him going to the New York Islanders he needed a change of scenery uh he came into a situation where he was going to be splitting starts with Thomas Grice who was already under contract with the Islanders and this kind of I guess motivated Leonard like he put up the best season by far of his career 
played 46 games with the Islanders, had a record of 25-13-5 with a 9.30 save percentage and a 2.13 goals against average, which is amazing for him, especially him like persevering through all the stuff that I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, so him and the Islanders surprised everyone this year, especially after Tavares left. They, everyone thought they'd be terrible, including me. <laughs> and they managed to, I think they were the third seed in the Metro, the second seed. And they managed to sweep the Pittsburgh Penguins right out of the first round and absolutely embarrass them. Like, Pittsburgh couldn't score on Leonard, and their defense was suffocating, especially under Barry Trotz. So they swept Pittsburgh, but then they got swept by Carolina because they couldn't generate any offense, really. It wasn't really Leonard's fault that they got swept, but he Mm -hmm. played great all season. And uh, him and Thomas Grice uh, won the uh, the William M. Jennings Trophy, which is for the lowest combined goals against average for two goalies. And for him personally, he also won the Bill Masterton Trophy, which is for perseverance in the game of hockey. It was uh, really emotional when he went to the stand to accept the trophy, and he had a nice speech about mental health yeah. and how it doesn't hinder him. It makes him stronger. So that was great for Leonard, and now he signed another one-year deal with the Blackhawks. But I want to highlight this Islanders deal. This yeah. is such great value, and he played 46 games and was like, he was honestly in the Vesna conversation at points during the season too. Yeah. So I just want to highlight that as well. Uh, just a quick note: I think that this contract really resurrected his his life and his um, NHL career in a sense because this. I, I was kind of surprised he got another one-year deal by the Hawks. I mean, one year five million, okay, but. I was expecting like maybe a three-year, two-year deal, but it's another year for Robin Leonard to prove that he belongs in the league and he belongs in a starting role. So good for Robin Leonard, and yeah, I like that signing a lot. Yeah, when I saw uh, this pop up in our podcast notes, Joe, uh, I I was actually thinking of including it in my own top three. Uh, I really like this one as well. I guess I'll take it away. My next one is coming all the way back from 2009. Uh, and it's going to be Marion Hosa, who signed with the Blackhawks um, back in 2009 on July 1st. Uh, he signed a 12-year contract with the Blackhawks worth $62.8 million. This contract was extremely front-loaded with $59.3 million due in the first eight years for an average cap hit of 5.2 mil per season, making it the most lucrative deal in the Blackhawks team history at the time. Uh, and then Duncan Keith ended up signing the bigger Mm-hmm. Uh, more lucrative deal months later in December of 2009. Uh, but before signing with the Blackhawks, Marion Hosa was always the best man, but never the groom when it came to Stanley Cup final. Uh, in 2008, Hosa was with the Pit- the Pittsburgh Penguins, who ended up losing to Detroit in the Stanley Cup final. Then the following year, if you can't beat them, join them. So Hosa <laughs> signed with the, the Detroit Red Wings, and they returned to the Cup final only to lose to Pittsburgh that year. Things all changed in 2009, though, when he decided to sign with the Chicago Blackhawks during the 2009 free agent frenzy because he went on to be part of the Blackhawks dynasty from 2009 to the 2015-2016 range, and he ended up winning three Stanley Cups with them, so Mm -hmm. that was well worth it for him. Uh, This deal, though, was one of many, which caused a lot of controversy in the NHL. Um, because it was front-loaded and because of the fact that it would have expired by the time Hosa was 42, mm-hmm. um, the league didn't know whether retirement and expiry of the contract was correlated or not. 
uh, during their negotiations. So they did some uh, investigations and whatnot. Uh, and this was one of the deals that ended up leading to the lockout and led to um, fines for for front-loaded um, contracts like this one. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. I didn't actually know that that was one of the deals that kind of led to the lockout at the time. Um, so that was kind of interesting when I was doing my research. Yeah, Hosa is actually, I wouldn't say he's one of my favorite players, but he's definitely a treat to watch. His shot's amazing, and when he was with the Hawks, obviously I watched him a lot. He was part of that 2015 Stanley Cup team, which I mentioned is one of my favorite teams that I've watched. Yep. So Hosa, I mean, it sucks that he retired. I think he retired with the, the skin condition. Yeah, uh, That was kind of sad to see, but again, Marion Hosa, it's a pretty big contract, but five two five point two million dollars isn't that bad for Hosa at the time. It's like, not a, was, yeah, it's pretty not good. Even a lot, yeah. No, yeah. It, it was just more. That's reasonable, years. I think. Yeah. yeah, twelve years is a lot. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a player's whole career right there, basically yeah. mm-hmm. twelve years. Um, what was I gonna? Oh, I was gonna say that he was um on that team that I mentioned. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Last episode, mm-hmm. uh, the twenty. I think I mentioned the twenty ten Blackhawks, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was a part of that Stanley Cup winning team, which we talked about last episode when we talked about our favorite um, teams of all time, basically. So Yeah. Yeah. And even, like, Hosa was still, like, productive until he was forced to retire. Yeah. Like, uh, I think I'm going to pull up his stats here. Yeah, pull it up quick. Yeah, no, he, yeah. He, um, he was, like, even as he got older, he was still putting up a lot of points. I'm going to pull up his stats quick, too. <laughs> Yeah, he had 45 points in 73 games before he retired. 26 goals. So how many points did he record in the season when he signed with the Hawks? Uh, Uh, With the Blackhawks, it was only 51 points points in 57 games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's (laughs) really good. Yeah, yeah. No, he was, like, very productive for them. And then... He never really slowed down. Like, he was consistently... I mean, he obviously, as you age, you get worse. um, But he was still... Like always, kind of he could he could easily play in a top six role until the end, like the last. Like year I know what you're saying. Career. He didn't have that drop off you usually expect from the old. Yeah, players. no, yeah. he like he was always yeah. consistent. Basically, you could always expect him to put up mm-hmm. at least forty points. I mean, there are the odd seasons where he put up less than forty points, but he also played much less games. Yeah, and also like he was also a good two way winger oh, yeah. as well. A lot of mm-hmm. takeaways during his career. And, okay, one more note about Hosa before I get to mine. Uh, Hosa is a Hall of Famer, I think. Yeah, I for sure. He should, be. he should be, yeah. yeah. So. Dude, he played in the league for 20 years almost. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he's, he's one of the best Famer, Slovakians yeah. of all time to play. And he's one of the best Atlanta Thrashers of all time. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> He had that 100-point yeah. season yeah. in 82 games. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll get to mine now. Um, I'm going with another goaltender. Um, he signed with the Islanders this offseason, but I don't think that's the best. Um, Semyon Varlamov, when he signed with the Avalanche in 2011, I thought that was a good deal for Semyon Varlamov and the Colorado Avalanche. They got their goalie. I think that season or seasons ago, they traded uh, Brian Elliott and Craig Anderson away. So getting Semyon Varlamov, a younger goalie from the Capitals, that was pretty damn good. It was a pretty good deal for them. Uh, he signed on July 2nd for three years, $2.8 million per. And a bit about Varlamov's stats here. He was amazing after the season in Washington in which he left. He was 25-11-9, and, and he had 924 save percentage. 
And then when he went to the Colorado Avalanche, he had 26 wins, 24 losses, which isn't great, but the Colorado Avalanche weren't amazing at the time. The lockout year, he struggled mightily, but the 2013-14 season was Varlamov's best year of his career. He went 41-14-6 and and had a 9.27 save percentage with two shutouts. And that was the last year of his deal with the Colorado Avalanche before he re-upped with them. Obviously, the Colorado Avalanche had one of the worst seasons in NHL history, and he was a part of that, and sad to be part of that. He went 6-17 and that year, which isn't great, and he oh, had the worst year of his career. But I'm saying Semyon Varlamov is a good signing because I think that he's going to be known for his tenure with the Colorado Avalanche more, and that this guy was a younger goalie and signed with the Colorado Avalanche. He had a lot of, um, a lot of I guess, um, what's a word called? A lot of, what the hell? Expectation? Not expectation. He had a lot of um, pressure under Colorado to be the number one guy right out of the gate, especially with guys like Craig Anderson and Brian Elliott leaving their team. He was forced to step up to the plate and be the starting goalie from year one to year, I think, year nine in Colorado. So I think that Semyon Varlamov, when you think of him, you're always going to think of the Colorado Avalanche, and he was a big part of their team. He wasn't. He's a league average goalie, I think, in my mind. I don't know if you guys agree. It's probably league average, so yeah, about sometimes maybe above average. Like he's yeah. great athletically, he just can't stay healthy. Exactly, and true, yeah. he's been to the playoffs once with the Colorado Avalanche playing because he didn't play this year because of Philip Grubauer's unbelievable performance. Mm-hmm. But when he was in the playoffs, he ultimately didn't win a round with the Colorado Avalanche as they lost to the Minnesota Wild in a gruesome Game Seven. But again. Um, Colorado. Semyon Varlamov is a great goalie, and now he's going to continue his NHL career with the New York Islanders. So Semyon Varlamov is on my list. He was one of the first goaltenders that I ever had on my fa- first ever fantasy hockey team, I think. Fun yeah, fact. That's, that's dating a long back. Yeah. That was back yeah. when my first fantasy hockey league would have been with you guys in high school. That uh, was like, like that, I think that was his... That was think, the year they made the playoffs, I think. Was it? Yeah, that was 2013-14, I think. Yeah. And you're right, they did make playoffs that year, but then, like, that was the only year that I ever owned him. <laughs> because <laughs> I, after that, like, he wasn't great to have Yeah, him. he wasn't great, but again, fantasy hockey. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Joe, you're up. All right, so this is my third and final player that I picked, and it's going to be Eric Stahl signing three years with the Wild in 2016 for $10.5 million which is a 3.5 million, million AAV. So Stahl had an absolutely horrible year in 15-16. He split time with Carolina, and then he got traded to the Rangers at the trade deadline. And he might be one of the worst Rangers of all time. <laughs> <laughs> he only finished the year with 39 points, which is just horrible for him. <laughs> he was making like over $8 million before in his, his uh, previous contract. Yep. So... He wasn't really a hot commodity coming into the 2016 offseason because he was already, I think, 31, 32. But the Wild took a chance on him to a shorter term, shorter AAV deal, mm-hmm. and it paid off really well, I think. So he had yeah. a great bounce back season in 16 17 with 28 goals, 37 assists for 65 points in 82 games. The Wild made the playoffs that year, so it was a success for him. But then in 1718, the guy absolutely exploded and 42 goals, 34 <laughs> assists for 76 points, which is the highest point total he had since 2010-11, where he also had 76 points with Carolina. He also played 82 games again 
and he was also uh, picked as an all-star that year at age 33. Yeah. And then the Wild made the playoffs again that year, even though they didn't get far at all, <laughs> lost in the first round. Um, but, I mean, just pure value, like a 3.5 million center scoring 42 goals, like, mm-hmm. especially, like, out of his prime years, like, it was just such a shock. I remember, like, I don't know if I had him in fantasy. I might have traded for him. I don't no, remember. You traded for him, I, I think, think I traded for him. Yeah, because he was having an unreal year, and I'm like, okay, hey, like I don't know if he's gonna slow down, but I'm gonna take a risk. And he did not slow down at all. No, Forty two goals, helped me finish like top five, I think. Yeah. That year, so I got to tip my hat to Eric Stahl for that. But then he took a little bit of a step back uh, last season in eighteen nineteen with twenty two goals, thirty assists for fifty two points. Yeah. in 81 games again that's not even bad at all but yeah. it is a step down from what he had uh two years prior so like i said and then the wild uh didn't make the playoffs this year they just missed out in the central division but then stall ended up re-upping with the wild for another two years around the same aav 3.25 mm-hmm. so obviously they liked what they got from their his last contract and uh he's gonna sign two more years with uh, the wild so I think this is a great value contract for Stahl, especially considering how poor of a performance he had going into his free agent year. Exactly, yeah. yeah. He was very underrated in that year. Yeah. Any of you guys got other thoughts on this? Blager, you can give yours. Few yeah, no, I, I don't know. I was never a huge Eric Stahl fan, to be honest. Same, yeah. Um, I know, obviously, his brothers also played in the league. I think only one of them still around playing, um, other than Eric Stahl. Uh, but no, I, I don't know, like the signing, it wouldn't be in my top three. That's all I'm going to say. But like you made, you made valid points. I think why it's in your top three. So, yeah, I just got to add, um, when he scored 42 goals for the wild, I was like, he's really doing this out of his prime and like, it's concerning, but like, I mean, he's obviously going to drop off in this year. He obviously dropped off, but that's not even bad. Like 52 points in 81 games is not bad. For Eric Stahl, I thought his career was done after the New York Rangers tenure, which he had six points in 20 games and had a horrible playoff run in five games after losing to Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, yeah, he was overlooked a lot in free agency and the Wild took a gamble and obviously it was a good gamble because he's recorded 65, 76, and 52 points, over 50 points in the last three years. So I can see th- that's definitely the reason why I think you put him on your list, Joe. I don't know if you agree because, like, mm-hmm. again, he, that, that's not a terrible that's not a terrible years from Eric Stahl there. No, in, not at all. Wild. Especially for at three point five million, like I exactly. said before, it's just the AAV just makes it so much better. And I guess the fact that he's a, a big leader there too, and mm-hmm. the fact that they made the playoffs two out of those three years, um, that's pretty impressive too. I guess. Yep. I guess I'll take it away. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna name a defenseman, Swedish defenseman. Anton Strahlman, who signed with the Tampa Bay Lightning back in 2014 on July 1st, free agent frenzy. Uh, Strahlman signed a five-year, $22 million contract with the Tampa Bay Lightning in the 2014-15 season. Uh, That following year in the 2014-15 season, he set a career high in goals with nine assists, 30 and points, 39 in his first season with the Lightning. Uh, And he also helped them reach the 2015 Stanley Cup Finals. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why the main that was the main season why um I thought I would include him on this list and another valid point why I think this was a very good signing was because for a number of years he was a huge part of the Tampa Bay defensive core yeah uh, and that that's that I think he was playing with Hedman there 
mm-hmm. um, on the first line for a number of years. That that was the main reason why I thought I would include him on this list. Um, now he's with the Florida Panthers. Uh, he'll probably be second line on the D pairing there. Uh, but Anton Strahlman in 2014 with the Tampa Bay Lightnings. And also, my third choice. Yeah, and also with the Strahlman, the year before, he went to the finals with the Rangers as well. So, mm-hmm. for, I mean, he's won zero Stanley Cups, <laughs> but. Over two. But, like, that just tells you what kind of player Strahlman is. He's obviously a two way player, not known for his points, obviously. But in his first year with the Lightning, you said it for like, he had 39 points, which is really good for Anton Strahlman. Well, and yeah, for a two-way a, defender, like you exactly, just yeah. said, yeah. And for them going to the finals was massive for him. He went back-to-back finals, obviously. Yeah, Joe mentioned over two, but Strowman's kind of overlooked. Him, yeah, no, he is overlooked. I think sometimes. Um, I mean, he's not going to get you like. I'm not going to say yeah. He's not like the most outstanding defenseman in the league, but like he'll he does his job as a defenseman, exactly. and he's like ideally built too. Like he's pretty tall. Yeah. Uh, he's a two-way defender. I think he's. Almost, I don't think he is six feet. I think he's just under. I don't yeah, know exactly like how tall he is, but he is like kind of the ideal build for a defenseman. Mm-hmm. I don't think his contract he signed with the Panthers is amazing. I mentioned that with our, uh, what was it, the worst free signings? Agent. I think it was it, our free agent. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of cap. It's 5.5, but. It's only uh, three years. That's the only good thing about it. Yeah. But yeah. Strowman's a good enough player to be playing in this league, so good for Anton Strowman. And I will say that his plus-minus was never in the negatives when he was with the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's a stat. He had like, how three could it be like that team. He had three really good years. He was plus twenty-two in the twenty fourteen season, twenty fifteen season, uh, and then the following year he was plus sixteen, and then uh, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen he was a plus twenty-nine. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Also, one last note on Strowman. Uh, I think once he got to Tampa, he really allowed Hedman to kind of yeah take explode, over, take yeah. over, because he was partners with them for a few years. I don't think he was last year, but because um, he was declining. But once he kind of was that st- stable presence for Hedman to kind of join the rush and like be a little bit more offensive, that's when Hedman really started to like take over games mm-hmm. and become the defenseman that he is today. Yeah, and I don't know if you agree, but. There are parts of Hedman's game that kind of resemble Strawman's game, in my opinion. More, more so his defensive game. Obviously, um, Strawman was not a puck moving defenseman at all. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there are like some plays that Hedman makes in the defensive end, um, kind of resemble Strawman, in my opinion. I don't know if you guys would agree about that. Yeah, two way, two way, two way um, comparables there. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, Hedman's obviously better than Strawman. We all know that. But yeah, uh, that rounds up. Flagers and Joe's list. I'll go with my last player here. It's it ties the cheapest contract on this list. It ties Robin Leonard, which Joe picked. Um, this is a very surprising one that I had to like wa- wash my eyes for a second. Like, wow, this guy got this money. Uh, Jonathan Marchessault. He signed with the Panthers in 2016 after being with the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, on July 1st, worth uh, 1.5 million for two years. And I'll tell you why this is a good signing. He really stepped up and resurrected his NHL career. He had 30 goals with the Florida Panthers yeah. and 51 points. He was, I know Flager's not going to like this, he was a minus 21 for the Florida Panthers, but the <laughs> Panthers were nowhere close to good. And he really stepped up and he really resurrected his NHL career because this is what made him get chosen by the Vegas Golden Knights in the expansion draft. 
um, they made that trade for Riley Smith, and then they um, picked um, Jonathan Marchessault in the draft for, with Vegas for the expansion. And then he went on to have a 75-point season, 27 goals, 48 assists in his first year with Vegas. They made the finals. He was obviously one of their best players. And then he earned a contract with them. I think it's $5.5 million for five years. Yeah. I, I want to say around there. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm picking Marchessault because what he did in his first year with the Florida Panthers and his first year with the Vegas Golden Knights is why that contract looks so good because now he's such a good player and $1.5 million for Jonathan Marchessault in 2016 really upped his game. And in the playoffs, he is also very dynamic. He had 21 points for the Vegas Golden Knights in the first run. And then he followed it up with six points in seven games this year in a heartbreaking loss to the San Jose Sharks in round one. But Jonathan Marcheso is probably one of my favorite players in the league to watch because of his dynamic ability to get away from players and find open space and a shot. And I think that this guy is just going to get better and better with the players around him. I know they're very tight for cap, the Vegas Golden Knights, even though they're in their third year as a franchise. But Jonathan Marcheso is going to be one of their players going into the future to be... Uh, be a leader on that team and be one of the most offensive players on their team. So that's why I picked Jonathan Marchessault. When I picture Jonathan Marchessault in my head, I think of that one season that he played with the Florida Panthers. I don't know about you guys, but I know he was only there for one season, Mm -hmm. but that season was just so out of nowhere. I know. (laughs) And that like, it just kind of shocked me. I remember he was a huge, like his stats were like inflated in fantasy hockey, especially I remember specifically that year. Um, I, have a story about that. I think that's why I picture him as a Florida Panther. Uh, but now with the Vegas Golden Knights, though, he's a top six forward. Uh, and he, he's a great player, Thomas, yeah, uh, he is. like you mentioned. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he is a great player. And I remember for that 30-goal year in Florida, one of the guys in our fantasy league had him. I'm not going to name his name, but you guys might know who I'm talking about. Who, who owned him that year? I don't want to say his name. but like, I Just don't wanna... say it and then we'll cut it out. Okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, small hat. Oh, my God, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what happened was he had him. I think he picked him off off waivers, and he kept scoring. And he's like, yeah, like, Marchessault's amazing. <laughs> like, I want, like, a, I want like so much in return from him. Like, man, like, what the hell are you talking about? This guy came out of nowhere. And yeah, then he I ended up being, that. like, a great player for the next, like, two or three seasons after mm-hmm. that. So maybe uh, maybe Small should be an NHL scout, man. Yeah, like, I don't know. He, he, he ended up... He ended up... Being... The league that year. No, that was Charles. I thought he year. won that. Year. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, Small came fourth, right behind me. Yeah. No, right behind my brother. And also, Florida is so stupid for letting them get yeah. picked in the expansion draft. I remember he got picked after, right after that thirty goals. I'm like, what the hell are these guys doing? Yeah, but he wasn't like a part of their future, really. Like he wasn't. He would have been actually no. I guess he would have been twenty five at the time. So my yeah, like right no, that's why I'm just looking at his age now. He's no twenty eight. Yeah, no, no you're I, right. That, I that think doesn't... I know what you're getting at, Flager. I think I like if you're trying to say this, like if they try to sign Jonathan Marchessault that offseason, the Florida Panthers, they're not paying him one point five million dollars again. They're probably paying him, I'd say, close to five and six. And I think the Florida Panthers had to re up Barkov that year. Or no, yeah, yeah, no, it was no. Barkov and Mark. Yeah, it was Barkov and Marcus in the same year, I think. I but think. also, if they had Marcus, so they wouldn't have had to sign Dadanov. That's also yeah. true, too. That's uh, that's good, I guess. 
So, I don't know. It was just, like, dumb. Especially, maybe they just thought the 30 goals was, like, an anomaly, but whatever. Yeah, that was, um, that was surprising. When yeah. did, um, he sign that deal? Who, Barkov? Yeah, so Barkov signed it in 2016, so that would have, yeah, that would It was the same yeah. season. No, no, it was a different year. It was the year before. That was when they signed March, so. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and going across state rivalry from Tampa to Florida must have been weird for March. So, and I'm I'm pretty sure he kind of killed the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in games that he played versus them when he's with the Panthers. So, yeah, that was that was that was crazy. So, yeah, Jonathan March so rounds up uh, all the lists here for the free agencies best of all time, I guess, from 2010 to now. Um, Do we want to recap quick or? Yeah, we'll just yeah, just say say the names. Go, Joe. You go first. All right. So my first player was Mike Smith, two years, four million. Then uh, Robin Leonard, one year, one point five million. And then Eric Stahl, three years, ten point five million. Mine was John Tavares with the Leafs, seventy-seven million over seven years. Marion Hosa with the Blackhawks in two thousand nine, uh, twelve-year contract worth sixty-two point eight million. That was very um, front-loaded. <laughs> Uh, and then Anton Strahlman, last one with the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2014, five-year deal worth $22 million. And then my list, Radulov to the Canadians, one year, 5.7. Then to the Dallas Stars in 2017, 6.25 for five years. Then Semyon Varlamov from the Capitals to the Avalanche in 2011, three years, $2.8 million per. And then rounding up all of our list, Jonathan Marchessault signing with the Panthers in 2016, uh, for two years worth $1.5 million. You are tired of playing in season-long fantasy leagues and losing to teams like the Mother Puckers or Easy Breezy or Mad Bum Pussies every single season, then you should check out Thrive Fantasy, a new prop bet-based daily fantasy lineup game. The concept is simple. You choose an over or under for a player's given statistic and earn points for each prop you guess correctly. If you combine all your props for one of the highest scoring lineups on that night, you cash. Whether you're looking to play in $2 games or $100 games, Thrive Fantasy has a match for you. Thrive Fantasy can be downloaded from the Apple and Google Play stores. Use our code BREAKDOWN, spelled B-R-K-D-W-N, and receive $10 free when you deposit $10 through PayPal on Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with us and download Thrive Fantasy now. That's, that's, uh... that's it. Yeah, that wraps up it. a quicker episode this time for the N10 Puck Talk podcast crew. I do not know what we're going to talk about next episode. I don't know if we're going to decide that after or... We are know. waiting on a guest to hear back we are, from yes. a guest. Yeah, yeah. but it might be a surprise. Uh, what's that? It might be a surprise, though. We might not throw an idea out there and maybe just kind of have a idea that our listeners won't know. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah possibly what we could surprise right um i want to mention though before we sign off here yep uh we have partnered in a way with Gemscene okay, yeah, yeah. tv um we're trying to expand our viewership and get out there as much as we can uh and stadium scene tv is kind of like a, a podcast network uh they are going to help uh, get our podcast out to their audience so shout out to stadium scene tv on twitter I love Flagger always getting us connections and getting us sponsors to do whatever it takes for the breakdown sports. Uh, Flagger's always good at that, and he's always good at drinking on the weekend. So yeah, <laughs> next week put money on him drinking every weekend. Uh, Let honestly, me tell you, next episode 
I'm probably going to have some stories because the long weekend at my oh, trailer yes, yeah. is the, one of the craziest weekends of the summer. <laughs> we have people from Chicago that come up north of the border to play in a baseball tournament. Um, and because it's the long weekend, it's not just like one or two nights of drinking. It's like it's every night. three days straight, yeah. four days straight of oh. boozing. So. Yeah, I want to hear yeah. some good stories next episode. Honestly. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I don't know when we're going to release it. We haven't set a date, but probably, I don't know. Monday, Definitely not Tuesday. the Monday. Yeah, we'll probably do Tuesday. Yeah. Something around there. Okay. Whenever every uh, one schedule is good to go. Uh, Joe, you have any last words? You want to mention anything that you've written for the MLB? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've written in uh, predicting uh, the AL and NL MVP as well as picking a dark horse candidate. So check that out at thebreakdownsports.com. And also follow us on Twitter at the, the at the underscore breakdown and on Instagram because Andrew has been more active there <laughs> recently yeah. at the underscore breakdown as well. And like us on Facebook at the breakdown. Yep. Uh, Flager, you have any last words or did you mention that before? No, actually, Joe, though, mentioned it. Follow us on Twitter. I mean, on sorry, not Twitter. <laughs> Everyone seems like most of our yeah. viewers follow us on Twitter. Um, but definitely follow us on Instagram because like Joe just mentioned, I am, well, not just me. There are other people that are, have been posting frequently there from our team, um, but follow us on Instagram, the underscore breakdown. Uh, there's lots of mostly MLB content right now, um, but we are doing some interesting countdowns for NHL and NFL. I'm excited for yes this season. It's a big for NFL and hockey. Oh yeah. yeah. I can't wait for all three sports to be honest. Basketball, basketball hockey. this year. I don't yeah, know basketball. The you know what, basketball first time this year. Five years. Ba- yeah, basketball this year will be really good because the league's actually kind of even. Like no one knows who's gonna break through, right? So yeah. There's a bunch of teams with uh, some Star duo talent. Yeah, exactly. So it was always a toss up as well. Why? Why do you say that? Because like it's never like Tampa should win the cup and that they haven't won the cup. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, so no, sorry, I. I thought you were saying the opposite. Never mind. Oh, no, yeah, no, no I, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, well, that wraps up episode 25, halfway to 50 mark for the N10 Puck Talk podcast. Uh, I want to quickly mention that the Breakdown Sports is talking a lot about soccer transfers. MLB trade deadline is on the 31st. That's going to get a lot of traction on Twitter for us. And then everyone, I mean everyone, is excited for the NFL season this year. Uh, maybe we're going to see Patrick Mahomes have another MVP season, but we shall see. So that ends episode 25 of the N10 Puck Talk podcast uh, with me, Thomas Vesio, alongside Joseph Caruso and Andrew Flager. We will chat with you guys next week.